This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome. This is Garden of Sound brought to you with thanks to Mint Finance, business loans made easy. Today on the show, Nairi Haser. Originally from Glasgow, Nairi is a powerhouse singer-songwriter who's been working the Christchurch circuit and across New Zealand with touring shows like Christmas in the Park. All of this after a very successful musical career in Europe. But alongside all that, she's a vocal tutor, university graduate, wife and mother. Nairi's got a brilliant single out called By the River, and she's working with some really talented producers and writers. But how far does she want to take her songs and her amazing voice? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Nairi Haser on 96.9 Plains FM. Nairi, I want you to tell me about the first time that sort of music entered your consciousness or, or you heard it as a young person. I think the earliest one I remember was when I was young, cassette tapes were the big thing. But as a Christmas present one year, my mum and dad actually bought me a record player for these little mini vinyls, um, which I thought was really cool. And I must have been like six or seven. Like I must have been really young because we were in our first house. And... I think the first was Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. I don't know if you guys get that here in New Zealand, mm. that song. Um, and I played it over and over and over. So that kind of like, it's not really the best example of a song to fall in love with, but it made me fall in love with music and different uh, mediums of music. Um, yeah, and I remember my mum and dad playing the likes of the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac um, and Car Journeys and just loving that. And that's where my first love came of those bands. Um yeah, just as, as far back as I can remember, I've always loved music. How much music was present in, in Glasgow where you, where you grew up? Was it around you as, as a young child, perhaps moving into your teenage years? Uh, we came from a small suburb town. Um, so a lot of my experiences would just come from family um, experiences. And my mum and dad loved music. My mum played the guitar and she sang. Um, my dad the same and they used to sing together sometimes. And they used to play a lot of different music. Um, my mum loved Elvis, like I said, Fleetwood Mac, the Eagles, um, yeah, just bands like that. That that's where my music first came into play. Like we we sort of stuck around the house and listened to music like that, or Elton John, you know, all those kind of big eighties, seventies uh, and eighties bands. So your mum's playing guitar and you're listening to a lot of music. Uh, when did you first start to sing? I remember the first experience of me singing was actually at a playground. <laughs> I started sort of getting the ideas of what songs I would write when I was older and came up with, I actually still remember the song. It was something about sitting here weeping, waiting for you to come back, like something real like deep. How old were you at this stage? <laughs> I was literally about seven or eight. Okay. Like I must have been listening to pop songs and this is the sort of things that I was hearing. Um, so one weekend I'm sitting in my dad's work van and I said to him, Dad, don't you think I sound like Kylie Minogue? And he said, okay, give it a go then. So uh, I sang I Should Be So Lucky. And he said, oh, oh, you actually got quite a nice little voice there. So that a lot of support came from my parents um, to push me forward and keep me working on music and vocals. And So how did that manifest? Were, was there teaching or was there choirs? Were there places that you sort of went off to at school or after school or at the weekends? 
my teachers were my CDs and my cassettes and all the artists that I love. As a teenager, I loved um, Christina Aguilera. So she's a big powerhouse singer. Same um, Celine Dion. My mum loved Celine Dion, so she gave me a Celine Dion CD. So what I would do is listen to those and see where the impressive parts of the song was and just sing them over and over and over until I got it right. That was my teaching, basically. Yeah. I had a few sort of singing teachers here and there, um, and I sang a lot in school, did school shows, um, all that kind of experience, yeah. Yeah. Were there any instruments along the way, any piano or guitar? No. See, that is my one regret. If I was to go back, turn back the years and do anything different, it would be to learn. I did try and learn guitar in school, but I was too distracted. I was just a young teenage girl at school. Um, oh, guitar playing is not cool for me to do. So that's what stopped me. And I wish now that I'd really stuck in at it. I guess it's never too late. I could st- um, still learn. We will talk about sort of song composition and, and mm. writing at some point. Um, so when was the first time you got on stage to perform? <laughs> it's actually really funny. Um, it was... My family took me to, I think it was Manchester, either Newcastle or Manchester in the UK. And they had this big fair, indoor fairground there. And there was a stage in the middle and they had karaoke going. So my mum, because she knew I loved to sing. So she encouraged me. I must have been about eight or nine again. Um, she said, oh, you should get up and, and sing. And I was like, I don't know what to sing, mum. And she said, why don't you sing that favourite song of your grand's, um, Crazy by Patsy Cline. So I was like, great, let's go do that. So I went up all by myself. And I started singing. How old were you at the stage? Uh, probably about eight or nine. Okay. Again, yeah, still really young. Um, and she, I could see my mum standing there by the stage. Um, and I started singing. And I actually started singing an octave too high. So Patsy Klein is quite low. Crazy. And, yeah. And you're like, so like crazy. crazy. <laughs> and then it gets crazy for feeling. And I was like, oh, goodness, it's too high. Wow. So I started crying. So my mum had to come up on stage and sort of sing in my ear to get me to come back down. And we did it and we sang the rest of it together. together. And I remember that. For, I'll remember that forever. That's tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the years have moved on and you're a, you're a young high school girl and you're going, oh, I don't want to play guitar. You're still singing, obviously. Uh, was there, apart from your family, any other sort of like outside folks going, hey, you know, you could be a star, you could do, do great things? Well, my friends and schoolmates were always very supportive. I never felt um, embarrassed to get up on stage because I felt supported the whole time at school. Um, even in my yearbook when we left school, it actually we did little awards at the, the back page of the yearbook mm-hmm. and I got the Little Miss Star Award. So that was me and most likely to become a millionaire, which I wish. <laughs> but that just shows the, you know, the support that I did um, get at school, which is always always good was your high school musically oriented not really i mean we had a huge music department and we put on shows and drama um but it was just like your regular state high school um we just concentrated on every aspect of school really maybe it's a bit early on you do have two small children do you think you'd be sort of sort of pushing them in that direction absolutely if they had an interest i would never push them to do something they didn't want to do but already um my one-year-old's a little dancer she loves dancing to any music that comes on um hayden my three-year-old he will just sing around the house and he remembers lyrics to nursery rhymes he loves listening to music with his mum. he loves coming to see his mum sing um so if he has an interest absolutely i'll help him as much as he needs me to We'll have to give him that periodic table of elements song to uh, to memorize. Maybe there's yes. science. So talking about uh, other things outside of music, were there any other studies at school or any other directions? If music wasn't going to be the one, 
What did Nairi sort of think about outside of music? Yes, well, this is actually what I feel held me back musically because usually it's your parents that say to you, get a plan B, you know, music is not a a job. But actually it was it was the other way around. My mum and my dad were pushing me and everybody else at school was pushing me. Oh, you should do music. You should go to a music school. I was like, no, it's not a it's not a job for me. I'm going to go and get a degree. So I actually went to university and um, not a lot of people know this about me, but I have a law degree. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I went and did that instead. And as much as I, I'm so glad that I've achieved that, I do now wish that I'd listened. And because for me, law's not for me. I wish that I could play an instrument I wish I could produce I wish I could write these massive amazing songs um but in a way you're doing that already and uh, how old are you at the moment I'm 34 you're 34 (laughs) see there's many years left there's still time to to learn those instruments there's still time to get back into the potentially into the legal profession I imagine and I'm Mm. I'm sure there's crossovers with with music in that um we've talked a lot about, um, uh, I guess, growing up influences. Um, we've got uh, Celine Dion there, we've got Christina Aguilera, we've mm. got the Eagles. Um, uh, who would you say uh, would be um, uh, somebody who would sort of stand out as a vocal, huge vocal influence for you? Currently, without a doubt, it's Beyonce for me. I've learned over the years that Beyonce, you either love her or you, you can't stand her voice. But I absolutely, I think the girl is a machine. She is a performer and she gives her all on stage. Her range is incredible. Her runs are incredible. And now she's a mum and she's just killing it. She's still up there. And it's just a huge inspiration to me. So I love her to bits. Okay, is there a particular song uh, from Beyonce that uh, we could hear right now? Yes, her brand new song actually is a gorgeous song. It's from the new Lion King movie and it's called Spirit. Yeah. 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Nairi Hayser on 96.9 Plains FM. Hey my sisters and brothers, it's Brad from the Butlers and the Singleton Mingle. If you're looking for a top-notch screen printer for your next big shindig, then go down to see James at Against the Grain Screen Printing. He's been printing out t-shirts and merch for the Mingle for many, many moons. He's an absolute ledge and he's one of the few qualified textile lords in the city. So get down and see him, you're guaranteed a great price and a mean result. Check him out on the World Wide Web, atgscreen.co.nz. That's atgscreen.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Nairi Hayser on Plains FM 96.9. Nairi, I want to talk about concerts and gigs. Obviously, you've you've come from the Northern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the first big gig or concert that you got along to? First concert I went to watch was, actually, it was a lot of artists in the same... It was called the Smash Hits Concert. So I don't know... Because there, there was a magazine attached yes. to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so Smash Hits was a magazine in the UK. I'm not sure whether you had it here in no, New Zealand. I don't no, think so. so it was a magazine in the UK, and they would interview pop stars and they would review songs, and it was basically a music magazine for young people, teen oriented. Yep. 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 So they would release CDs and everything. So they would put on an annual concert, and it would have the latest boy bands and artists, big pop artists. So that was the first one that I ever went to. My mum took took me to it. Um, and I saw my favourite boy band there um, at the time, who were actually a boy band called A1, who I don't think you get here either. Okay. Um, but young, four young boys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was fun. Um, and that was the start of, yeah, a good few concerts after that too. Growing up, what was the live music scene like in Glasgow? What were the big bands to come out of there? Um, I remember one um, singer called Paula Natini. I'm not sure if you get Paul and a teenager. Yes. We yep. do. Oh, you do. Okay. Um, new Shoes, classic yes. track. Yep. Yes. Yep. So he was from Glasgow um, and he, he's still doing pretty well at the minute over there. So we're in high school. We're singing. We've got a very sort of uh, supportive um, uh, family and friends and, and that kind of thing. Uh, when was the first time you started sort of getting some cash uh, for what you were doing? Um, I actually went to an agency because I had an interest in, in doing something but didn't know where to start. Um, the agent said, come along and, and sing a demo for us. So I did that and just so happened in the room was the manager and singer in a tribute band called Abba Mania who mm. toured Europe. And he said, you know what? Your timing is perfect because our singer is about to leave. It's always helpful as a singer. Yes. yes. So I was like 19 year old, never done this before thought I would maybe get a few gigs here and there. It was thrown into this massive ABBA tribute act um, with costumes and harmonies and... Um, Four performers, I presume. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This will sound sacrilegious to some folks out there. I'm not a huge <laughs> ABBA fan, meaning I don't know the players up apart from Benny and Bjorn. So yeah. who were you um, of the two women? I was women? Anna Fried or Anna Fried. Frida. Frida, yeah. So, I mean, it's Agnetha and Anna Fried. Yeah. Um, Agnetha is blonde and Anna Frieda is a redhead brunette. Yes. And that's usually what you see in tribute bands. You've yep. got one blonde lady and one brunette. So I was the, the brunette yes. redhead. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, Anna Fried, what would her um, her classic tracks, where would we recognise her voice from within the ABBA catalogue? The Name of the Game, Okay. I think, is an Anna Fried track. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> we can do the research. Yeah. Um, now, you've talked to us sort of about powerhouse songs and mm. things like that, but not much music theatre? I did music theatre when I was younger, um, and I absolutely loved it. My favourite 
character that I've played was Maria in West Side Story. Um, oh, absolutely loved it. But I think that was when I was having fun with it. But there's a lot of training involved in musical theatre and I think you need to be spot on with that. Yeah. And I just didn't go in that direction. Because you're a, you're a tremendous talent and when I have seen you perform, it's been absolutely wonderful and I imagine you want to be really, really good that's at it. whatever you do. Yes. The reason I raise the music theatre question is going from ABBA. Ben and Bjorn wrote chess. Have you sung I Know Him So Well before? I actually sang I Know Him So Well at school. Uh-huh. <laughs> sang that from um, for a, an exam. Uh-huh. Yeah. So how long, long did, how long did the ABBA mania thing carry on for? That was about six years. Wow. Um, six years touring and singing in the UK and in Europe. And we did countries like Portugal, Belgium, France. It was amazing. Um, and then after I moved back here, they actually they they had a tour in the Philippines and one of the girls couldn't make it to that tour. So I actually went back and joined them in the Philippines and did another televised tour with them years later, which mm-hmm. was quite fun. What made you move to New Zealand? My husband. Ah, and where did you meet him? <laughs> uh, my husband plays cricket. So he came over to the UK, um, Glasgow specifically, to play as an overseas professional over there for one of the clubs. Um, and a friend of a friend invited me to a birthday party and there he was. Um, yeah, we had it off. We had a few dates over the summer that he was there, then thought, you know, that's that's that and goodbye, you're off back off to New Zealand. Um, but they invited me over to come and travel. And I thought, oh, why not? I've never seen New Zealand before. And that's when, yeah, we, we really fell in love and I fell in love with the country and I thought, yeah, this is it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you've performed a heck of a lot over the years. Um, you know, you're just in your early 30s. Um, what have you sort of learned along the way? Have you had any experiences where you've just gone, nah, I, I can't let that happen again? I think in the beginning, it was important to me to turn my nerves into excitement because you can tell when someone is nervous on stage. And you know, quite naturally, I was quite nervous at the beginning, but I turned that into, okay, here's my front, I'm going to use this ball of energy. Actually, it was my mum that gave me this advice to turn that ball of energy into excitement and into adrenaline to perform on stage. And that's actually led me to give big energetic performances instead of standing back and being nervous. Um, So that's a big thing that I've learned. And also just to throw yourself in the deep end, like... Don't be scared of doing things. I've I've got a, a coaster at home with a quote on it from Sir Richard Branson that says, never turn down an opportunity, say yes and learn how to do it later. So I love that. Like if you, if someone gives you an opportunity to say, yep, I can do that and then give it your all. And once you've done it, you've done it. You've got that notch in your belt now. So you can then do that again in the future. So we've talked about perhaps not um, taking off with a law and um, not picking up a musical instrument along the mm. way. Anything else you'd say to maybe a 15-year-old Nairi back in Glasgow? I would say stop imitating your idols and find your own voice and find your own artistry because it's taken me a long time to get there. It's only been since I've moved here and met the people and the amazing musicians that I have in Christchurch that's actually helped me to become my own artist and not... Like I said, you know, I was listening to Christina Aguilera and copying what she was doing. So I wish that I'd sort of found my own voice that early and it would have given me more time to try and make something of myself, I think. Hmm. It's time for some music. Um, Have you got a particular favourite artist or maybe a favourite track that you've carried with you for a while? Yes, a really inspirational one and that to wish that I had 
learned an instrument because the vocals in this track are amazing the musicality in it the musicians in this band are just incredible and the whole songwriting process just the, the song is just amazing to me <laughs> um so the band is Fleetwood Mac and the song is The Chain I do have to ask you where does Christine McVie sit in the the grand scheme of things for you because Stevie Nicks is that she's out front she's you know having a, mm. a colorful history and that kind of thing but uh Christine you know what's what's your feeling on her well if you listen to this song and like a lot of other Fleetwood Mac songs the energy and the emotion comes from a lot of the vocal harmonies that are there and she is just incredible at picking these harmonies out and just making them shine um I, I mean even when she's out at, out front like tell me lies far out that's a good song yeah um, and she's got that raw emotion behind her voice as well. So she's absolutely not to be overlooked. I yeah. love Stevie Nicks. Yeah. I love her solo stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, like, Christine's just... Yeah. Yeah.
Thanks so much for being here today. Garden of Sound is sponsored by Mint Finance. Now, one of the areas they specialize in is equipment finance. It's also known as asset finance, and it's specifically structured for businesses that need to purchase equipment. For example, you might need a new van for getting a band to gigs, or perhaps you're building a new studio and you need to invest in some top quality gear. Now, Mint can offer equipment finance for up to 100% of the purchase price, which is fully secured against the new asset, and that's on terms of up to five years which means you can concentrate on the business of making music or building your empire. Obviously, T's and C's apply, but you'll be best served by chatting to a Mint Business Finance Specialist today on 0800 023. That's 0800 023, or by visiting mintfinance.co.nz. That's mintfinance.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Nairi Haser on Plains FM 96.9. I want to talk about composition. Now, composition is an interesting thing, I guess, in, in your instance, because you don't play piano or guitar, mm. but um, amazing vocalist, and obviously there's the sort of the, the lyrical aspect to it. So um, you've got a track out called By the River. Yes. Tell me how that came into being. I like to work with other musicians when I'm composing obviously because I don't have an instrument so it'd be good to get my ideas because I can think of lyrics I can think of melodies I can run around the house singing melodies and lyrics till the cows come home but I can't put that into um, into a song without knowing how to play instruments so I usually work with other people and I, I met um, Marley a friend of mine a really talented musician in his own right I met him quite shortly after I moved here um, and he said hey I'll, I'll help you write your songs so basically we thought let's meet up let's go to the studio and let's sit down and we'll write this together so it it actually wasn't the song that we had intended to go there and write we were looking for an upbeat track he was going to do a bit of production for me but he just started playing a couple of chords on the piano in the studio we were in and we just had a little jam and then this sort of came from that and we just thought we really got something special here because it had a lot of meaning behind it it was a big ballad and yeah, we absolutely love it. So where do the lyrics come from? The lyrics are actually quite spiritual. The meaning behind the song is finding yourself in a dark place, as many of us have done, uh, but wanting to bring ourselves out of that dark place, and that's looking to something 
um, either bigger than yourself. I don't know if, if, if you're a spiritual person, um, you look to God or you look to, you know, something something within yourself to pull you out of this dark place. So that's basically by saying take me by the river is take me to a place where I can get better, This where I can feel positive again. And um, I mean, for some people that could just be a family member or you know, a friend, just some sort of positive influence or power that takes you out of this place that you really don't want to be in. You're the second guest in as many weeks uh, who has talked about Marley. Mm. Um, what have you learned from him? He is just such an inspiration. He's he's a young guy. I think he's about 10 years younger than me. <laughs> I hate to say. Um, but he he's incredible. I think what I've learned from him is just to just let go and just be true to yourself and don't write songs that you feel that other people um, are other people going to like this? No, write songs that are true to your heart and it just naturally people will, will gravitate towards it, although they do for his music. So that's what I've learned from him. How do you balance the being true to yourself? And this is not just for recorded music, but this is also performing, mm. being true to yourself to paying the bills. Mm. I guess, I mean, for myself, I, I'm, I'm around the, the Christchurch circuit um, singing other people's songs singing songs that people love, that people love to dance to, which are great songs in themselves and I enjoy singing them. Um, but that's a separate thing for me. Um, what I want to do now as an artist is have get songs together with a bit of meaning that can touch people's lives, that can make people feel better about themselves. I just want to write deeper songs that have a bit more of an impact on people's lives. I tried going down the dance route and the pop route. I don't know if it suits me. Um, they're catchy songs, don't get me wrong. And we, you know, me and my friends love playing them and having a little dance. But um, I think I just want to write music that has more of an impact, something that I can leave behind. So, what is the plan for getting more of these these tracks together? Is it working with Marley? Is it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to be working with Marley um, a lot more. We're working on a couple of tracks at the minute um, that we're hoping to get out in the next couple of months or so. Fantastic. This track we're about to hear now. Uh, where was it recorded? We actually got together with um, a friend of ours who plays amazing piano, um, Steve Lassay, who actually played on the track. Um, we got together at a house, actually, in Burnside, um, because what we wanted to achieve was, with the, the lyrics of the song, we wanted something raw. Um, we wanted, of course, to get that good studio quality, but at the same time to make something meaningful so we got together we had a grand piano in the living room and um we just sang the track we just sang it from top to bottom no, not sort of cutting pieces out we just steve played and i sang and we recorded the whole thing live as a whole um got you know did a few takes of it and picked the best one but basically the one that you have is from a to b completely live completely wow. yeah that's the feel that we wanted for it and we're really pleased with it brilliant nari Hesa by the river When all I 
Sound interview with Nairi Hayser on 96.9 Plains FM. Have you tried Taha Sparkling Tonic? It's made right here in New Zealand from the best natural ingredients Manuka honey, organic ginger, and kawakawa. The medicinal benefits of these three are well known, but when they're combined, you get a healthy taste sensation that's out of this world! Fortunately, you can buy Taha right now from supermarkets, cafes and bars all over New Zealand. Find out more at taha.nz. Taha, a drink from the edge of the world. This is the Gardener Sound interview with Nairi Hayser on Plains FM 96.9. We just heard By the River, which is an amazing track um, and brilliantly produced and somewhat meagre surroundings mm-hmm. we're not in the, not in the massive studio and it's amazing what you can uh what you can pull out um is that one of your most rewarding experiences or is there something out there that, in the dim distant past that you've gone yeah that was an amazing thing to do um probably in the more recent past something that's really stood out to me and it, it's still in the back of my mind um in, in unfortunate circumstances, because um, it was following the, the the terrible events that happened in March in Christchurch. Um, but as you know, there was a, a big concert put on in Christchurch, a yep. fundraising, co- not fundraising, but a, a it concert. It was, but it was a yeah. celebration. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aroha Nui. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, I was actually asked by Stan Walker's team to sing backing for his performance of wow. that. So that's by far the biggest audience I've ever sang to. It's um, about 20,000 there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, albeit backing music, but I mean, it was just yeah. amazing to be part of such, it was such an honour to be part of such an amazing thing um, to give to Christchurch. They always say that um, in times of sorrow that entertainers and musicians are at the front line of the battle against that. And that's what I felt we were. Like all these big Kiwi musicians all came together and just sang their hearts out to raise the spirits of Christchurch and show that we're in support. And to be a part of that is just a huge honour. I think that's going to stay with me for a long time. How did the um, how did the gig with Stan come about? Have you done some other stuff with him? Um, actually, I, I'm a tutor for Nathan Phillips vocals, mm-hmm. and Nathan Phillips actually grew up with Stan. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've I've sung alongside him at Christmas in the Park. Oh, okay. Um, a few years. Um, so we've come to know each other. So it's, it's it's one of those two degrees of Christchurch thing where, you know, you, you each have two sort of two three contacts each that so just kind of came full circle. Um, so you know. Nate had said, oh, I can get a few singers together for you. We've got Nairi. He's like, yep, absolutely, Nairi, because he'd, he'd heard me sing before. Um, so, yeah, that's how that kind of came about. Um, you've talked about continuing to work with Marley, at least, um, on some, some other tracks, some yes. more Nairi stuff. Um, what's sitting out there in the future? What, do you, what would you really hope to do, sort of given limitless resources of time and money and enthusiasm? <laughs> I would love, and I'm I'm trying to be realistic. We can all say like world domination, and <laughs> you know, you know, but get an album out there that just goes absolutely massive. Um, but if we're thinking realistically, I would love to just continue doing what we're doing, get an album together, push that album, just try and get as many people here as possible. And do you know what would be great if it one day in the distant future I could fill the town hall? That's all I would love to Fantastic. do. Fantastic. I would love to do that. You know, headlining my own show. Is there anyone else? I mean, you talked about Stan, we've got um, Marley uh, and so on. Anyone else that you'd would be a dream to work with one day, maybe to duet with or perhaps some other amazing producer or songwriter out there? Yeah, I, I, I'm loving Kiwi music at the minute. Yeah. I'm, I think the Kiwis are just the bomb at the minute. Um, you know, with Lord taking over um, America and then just the general music scene here. We A couple of weeks ago, we went to see Drax Project. Yes. And they are amazing I was blown away I knew they were going to be good I was blown away um with the whole stage presence the saxophone the just those guys are just amazing and then on the same in the same breath um one of my favorite bands at the minute 660 um they're just incredible every track is just a banger I just love it so I would love to to sing with one of those bands some point in the future that's absolutely fantastic Nairi thank you so much for being on the show just tell me very quickly the name Nairi that is a very New Zealand name but it's spelled differently how did that come about it's actually a really funny story and a coincidental story um my aunt was called Nairi and my my aunt was named after Nairi Don Porter who's a Kiwi actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she was in the Avengers or something way back in the, the 60s or 70s. So she was named after her. But Nairi Don Porter's name, she was born N-G-A-I-R-E, which is a Maori spelling. Um, but when she got big in America and Europe, no one could pronounce her name because they don't understand the N-G the, sound. Yes, absolutely. Um, so she actually changed the spelling to N-Y-R-E-E, which my aunt was named after. And then as a family tradition, I ended up with the name. None of my family are from New Zealand. <laughs> And I've ended up here. So I don't understand, you know, massive coincidence. It's absolutely amazing. All right. Um, what track are we going to go out with today, Nairi? I want to play 660 Vibes because I think it's just a hit. I love it.
Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I wanna be for my tracks of the week yes two of them it's been a couple of weeks since the top five for this year's app for a silver scroll was announced so i'm going to give you a taste of the five finalists over the next few weeks today we start off with benny with soaked and then it's aldous harding with the barrel (laughs) 
My tongue is sealed within my mouth And these certain words they can't come out These thoughts are walking on their own Dancing around with no control
Okay, that's all for today. My guest was Nairi Hayser, and you can find out more about what she's up to by going to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on her photo on the front page. That'll take you to a bespoke web page that'll have Nairi's social media and pretty much all of the tracks we played today on a bespoke Spotify playlist. Next week on the show, it's Christchurch Legend by way of the UK and Australia, Steve Driver. This has been Garden of Sound, presented by Mint Finance, business loans made easy. Until next week, keep well, keep listening, and keep playing. Hey, there,